Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number one of the Confused Breakfast podcast. Do you remember the pure joy and excitement of a trip to the local movie rental store as a young kid? The exhilaration of walking up and down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. It sure is hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't have to get off your couch, which is a personal favorite of mine, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and falling in love with it when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from the movie rental store era to see if they still hold up. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and with me for the first time, and soon to be always time, my sex symbol co-host, Sean Pryor. Hello. AJ Venz. How are you guys today? So good. So good, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's October. It's spooky season. I'm just like, this is this is like where it's at for me. You guys know this already. I know. Yeah, I mean, did you say worst. spooky or spooky? Either. Either <laughs> like, one you like. I like, one you say, I like to say spooky season. Oh. That's, this is the spooky season. Oh, wow. so, yeah. yeah, E-W-K-Y. That's, oh, yeah, you're spooky. a spooky bitch. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> well, not only am I excited to be here with you dudes, we've had this in the, in the making for a while. I'm so excited to finally get off the ground, but the timing of it could not be better. Absolutely. It yeah. is fall, yes. and most importantly, it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween. And I know you and I, Mike enjoy uh, Halloween a lot, but um, maybe one of our our friends, this, maybe a this co-host? crank over here. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into AJ's hate, I'm gonna I want to relate with Sean here. Sean, I realized that the other day I I just saw Halloween was just a text on like a piece of paper, and I just went Ooh. yeah, like just seeing the word Halloween yes. makes me excited, and yeah. like. For some reason, you gotta capitalize that H. Like, once, oh, yeah. like, or if like the entire the whole word thing. is capitalized, I'm just like, look at that beautiful word. <laughs> it is, it, it's so exotic, you know. But like, why, why is Halloween so? I mean, it's a, ch- it's, it's not a children's holiday, but I mean, that's kind of how you associate. Sure, it I mean, with. that's where it makes its money, pretty much. Yeah, but like, why, why, are, why do you like Halloween? So why do I like Halloween? So I don't much? know. I, I, I remember like back in the day, like being being a kid and everything like that. I w- I was scared of like movies and shit like that, and. Um, I don't know. I just it's it's fun to be scared, and this is like the time of year where it's like the mixture of the two, and you know, even today's topic the movie we're talking about today is like the perfect mixture of the dark and kind of whimsical humor also and that's what i like about it so then maybe more importantly than aj why do you not like you're like the only person i know that doesn't (laughs) like halloween i have a i have like there's so many layers i'm kind of like an (laughs) onion when it comes to my hatred for for halloween which is what i put in people's candy sacks i just put onions you're there (laughs) i don't okay that's that's a lie but uh actually we're the house that that does full-size candy bars okay so i don't totally hate it but at the same time just had some bad experiences as a kid. And then on top of that, I have this weird thing about masks and makeup. Oh, okay. I don't do it. So in 2020, you're just not this having a good time. This is my all-the-time hell. It's <laughs> just awful. Great year. It's been a great well. year, guys. I, I would have guessed it was the pumpkin spice. I know you don't like pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. you do love uh, pumpkin actually, spice. I, I do. I actually like pumpkin spice, but... But I don't like the I don't like the culture that's been built around uh, pumpkin spice. You know, the, I see the yeah. Han Solo vests, the boots. And <laughs> it's just I just can't do it, man. It's it's I'm, I'm, is it weird to be hipster about pumpkin spice? 
I liked it before they did. <laughs> I liked pumpkin spice before it was cool. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, it's it's absolutely the perfect time for episode one. It's the perfect time of year. And like Sean alluded to, um, because of this time of year and because it's our first episode, we wanted to make a splash with a movie that everyone knows and probably everyone loves yeah. for the most 95 percent. I would I would guess. So movie number one was an absolute no brainer. Today's episode, we are dissecting. Hocus pocus. Oh my god, you focus. guys. Oh Spirit my god. Fingers. Spirit fingers. The, the Disney movie that kicked off all Disney movies. <laughs> well, Sean, I, I like it. Uh, you're, you being kind of our uh, our technical guru of movies, knowing more than me and AJ do, why don't you give us some facts and details on the movie? You know, all the stuff we need to know as we rehash this beautiful film. You bet. Uh, the movie kind of started with uh, David Kirshner. Uh, and uh, he, he's a producer and like w- the story was by this guy. Um, he uh, he told this like he just made up this story and told it to his kids and uh, him and his friends told it to their kids and stuff like that. And they just kind of really liked it. And he uh, he actually published an article of the, of, of the story uh, in uh, Muppet magazine, which I didn't ever know existed. I'm sure it's because it was. Like in 1982, yeah. and you well before alive. you existed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, Disney read it, and uh, they were really interested in it, and wanted, wanted him to come in and pitch on it. And so he set up this elaborate pitch meeting where he he like set up a whole room, put like brooms hanging, and then he had like the vacuum hanging, like in the movie, <laughs> and uh, like had candy corn, and like just had the whole place smelling like Halloween and feeling like Halloween. And he pitched it, and they liked it, and uh, they. Um, kind of greenlit it and got uh, Mick Garris, who is actually, if you're a horror aficionado, like I, I, w- I will give that title to myself. Um, <laughs> you can have it. Mick Garris, he, <laughs> he did, he did, he's done a lot of uh, Stephen King adaptations. He did the, the shining uh, TV series. Um, he's done movies like sleepwalkers with uh, Stephen King. Um, but so a very prominent uh, writer uh, and in the, in the horror community, but uh, he wrote this, original screenplay in 1984 based off of uh david kirshner's idea how wow, was that it was that far before it came out right yeah wow. and it, it went through 11 more writers oh <laughs> before, <laughs> before it finally got made in 1994 i think it was three 93 right? 93 yeah, yeah okay uh yeah and so i i it i don't know like it's it's one of the it's like this happens a lot in like hollywood where a, an idea will get just like vacuumed through several different people just to try and get it right. And usually they end up going back to the original screenplay, which is kind of what they did. Um, but uh, so Mick Garris is credited uh, along with Neil Cuthbert uh, for writing the film. And then uh, Kenny Ortega uh, took the reins as director. And, you know, we have our cast, um, which is amazing. <laughs> Bette, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, they all came on board. Uh, Bette Midler says this is her favorite role she's yeah, ever done. I did read that. That's uh, amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, for Omri, for the guy who plays Omri, uh, it was originally supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio, um, but he he uh, turned it down to do uh, Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape. I mean, what a terrible choice <laughs> oh, for no. Leo. Leo could have <laughs> gone on to such bigger things oh, and taken this role. He, I mean, but he like, got that Oscar way sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he did do this movie though, like he would only be fucking remembered for this thing. <laughs> and and can I say that I probably would have liked to have seen Leo absolutely. in this? Absolutely. Yeah. Can oh, I? Am I allowed to say that? Oh no. Yeah. I could absolutely like the the guy that they got was like 
Oh yeah, I could yeah. totally see Leonardo DiCaprio as a young dude doing this. Let me let me ask you this, Sean. So I, Omri, his name's Omri, right? The guy that plays Max. Yes. That's his first name. Yes. Omri Katz or something Omri like that. Omri Katz. So I had, he's got a familiar face, but you think you just know it from, uh, yeah. from Hocus Pocus. But I finally saw, I didn't look up his filmography, but I watched Matinee the other day. Do you remember that? Oh, John I love Goodman that movie. movie yeah. He was in that. Do you remember that? He was one of the friends at school. Oh shit. Okay. That he, he tried to go on, he was going to go on a date with like the, the girl who's more experienced than the other girls. Okay. You know, Ooh. if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And he was very, and he was the same, he was basically the same character. Damn, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I, I love that movie. It's Joe Dante movie. I could even talk about it someday. I'm pretty sure he also starred in the, uh, the cult classic baby bottle pop commercials. <laughs> so he just looks like that guy who was, <laughs> who was definitely in a candy commercial in the nineties. He had to have been. <laughs> Well, like like Sean said, uh, or at least like we uh, mutually agreed on, that movie came out in 93, and I was thinking back. I mean, I would have been 11 years old. I am older than you guys. Oh. I was still living in St. Louis, um, and I know that I didn't see it when it came out because it would have gone to theater. Did it go to theaters, c- correct? Like, I mean, it was like a normal release. It went out to movie theaters. And- it started as um, a re- like Disney Channel original Oh, so it, did it show up on TV first before it uh, went out to I, I actually don't know that, but I think I think it did. I think it did like simultaneous. Like it, it was like a week in theaters, right. and then like went to went to TV right away because Disney owned it. And they can do whatever they want. So I, I was trying to think back to the first time I saw it, and I'm I'm nearly positive it would have been two to three years later. And it would have been Disney Channel. Like that yeah, was yeah. right around the era where sometimes you'd get movie channels for free for a little while to yeah. try things out. So I either saw it on the Disney Channel or like a local television playing it around Halloween. And um, I remember it. I was trying to think of what it was like. I remember it just being OK. Yeah. I was like I was now a, a teenager and that felt very much like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just like, this is dumb. I mean, it kept my attention. It was a fun movie, but but that was it. I, I doubt I ever went to the movie store to like rent it. No. Like some of these movies we're going to talk about in the future. But it wasn't until about the 2000s, uh, mid-2000s, that that nostalgia of Halloween started mm-hmm. bubbling in Halloween. Right. Started bubbling in me. And, and it became, probably ever since then, I've watched it once, twice a year. In October, I mean, it is part of my regular Halloween programming. Is it really? So, so initially, I I just don't rem- I just don't remember really liking it. But now it's become a big deal. I mean, do you remember the first time you saw it, Sean? I I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I guarantee it was on TV. Yeah, you know, it's, it was just around this time in October and stuff like that, where um, the scariest places on earth was on TV, and then like then it was Hocus Pocus and then a marathon of scariest places on earth and stuff like that. And I would love that. Like, I just, I just kind of remember the tone of the movie. And like, like I said earlier, going through it this time, I'm like, Oh shit. I, I just kind of realized the details and everything. Yeah. Cause I hadn't seen it probably since then, but uh, it, it was always in my mind as like, Oh yeah, I know that movie. And then seen I watched it. it this time. I'm just like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on in this movie. Do you remember um, seeing it first, AJ? Yeah, I, I remember. I, I don't know if the first time I saw it, but I, it was definitely on Disney Channel as as something. And Lizzie McGuire was definitely trying to do the mouse ears in the corner of the yes. TV. Oh, yeah. And that kind of, <laughs> and now back to our show. And then like, and, and or it was like Raven. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> and it's like, I remember it coming on and I always, this is one of those movies very similar. Like I always showed up on either Disney channel or TBS or TNT. And I caught it about a third of the way through. And yep. so that's how I You've always seen remember it from start to finish. Yeah, I barely ever saw it from start. <laughs> this to finish. is how this movie starts. Yeah. And I was like, I saw, so like, and I'll tell you what, man, the narratives really change when you catch it. At the <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> 
I don't know who I'm supposed to root for. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I remember definitely like it was definitely me and Bob watching it on Disney Channel at some point. Like, and we probably shouldn't have been up watching TV. You know what I mean? On our on our little like. Off our bunk beds, the little TV we had in our room, and it was that's what it was for it, sure. It is crazy, AJ, when you start a movie from the beginning and then <laughs> watch it till the end. What you gather in, from the story, really? Yeah, God, I'll have to try that. <laughs> AJ was the writer of Memento. <laughs> well, one of the things we think we're going to do as we move forward is we're going to try to give it a rating from what we remember. What, what was the rating that you gave this movie on a scale of one to 10 the first time you remember seeing it? And I'll start us off. I, I, again, I just was like, a, eh. I think I was probably a five. I just, I just watched it and I was like, whatever. That's a, that's an yeah. okay movie. It, I never went out and bought it. I never went out and rented it. I never really rewatched it over and over like I do now. So, so I don't think it was terribly high on my list. And and we will give a rating at the end from now after right. watching it with more of a critical eye. What about you, Sean? Uh, a fucking 10, baby. Right like, off the bat. Right, right oh, off yeah. the bat. I mean, like, when I, remembering in my head, I'm just like, oh, yeah, Halloween, Hocus Pocus, Bette Midler, The, the Witches, uh, Omri, uh, Vanessa Shaw, just, oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is that Allison? <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, okay just uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just the one like, with the yabos, right? Yabos, yeah, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We we he got loves them. Sean loves Allison's uh, yabos. Three three dude podcasts. Hey. <laughs> Only took us how many minutes to get to yabos? <laughs> uh, yeah, just, I, like I said, just I just remember the tone of it, and I love that tone. So it was a ten. For okay, me back so, in the day. So we're gonna find out what it is now. Later, yeah. stay tuned. AJ, what about I you? I probably gave this was like it was probably like a. I'm I'm gonna say like a four, because like one I'm I'm not a big fan of Halloween, so like okay you're feeding me Halloween movies, but then uh, but yeah like I would probably say a four because I thought it was like for girls, <laughs> I thought it was like for girls that was like that's a girl movie because it's it's got girls in it and it's just like it's about witches yeah it doesn't you know doesn't doesn't have Mel Gibson so <laughs> freedom that's right. Well, then, AJ, yeah. I know I asked you to do a little bit of this, and maybe you can touch on this, but I know that it wasn't very well received when oh, this no. movie came out, right? No. <laughs> like, it, it, was an, it, was a, it was a, it was not the cult phenomenon yeah. it is now. It was a flop. No, it was. Um, uh, I, I'll tell you this, just kind of right off the bat, as of, as of right now, where it stands um, in rev- review land, um, it's about a 6.9 on IMDb even now today. Uh, but thirty-seven uh, percent on the tomato meter, guys. Can That's thirty-seven. Can you help me out with the tomato? I've never understood the tomato the, meter. Like, is it the uh, lower the percentage, the less they like it? That's right. Okay. And so thirty-seven. So it's not good. It's it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, guys. Uh, uh, but a seventy-one percent audience yeah, rating. Yeah, that's okay. more like okay. it. So, that's more like it. So we are talking about this being much much better received by the audiences than the critics. This is one of those classic conundrums, if you will, in the review <laughs> land. However. Roger Ebert. Oh, one star Roger. review. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cranky old fucking fart. Let God me give it. you a, let me give you a couple of uh, tidbits. Hocus Pocus is a film desperately in need of self-discipline. Whoa. <laughs> That's how that starts out for him. Whoa. <laughs> it's not good. Maybe wanna, it'll get better. <laughs> I really want to get take you through some some parts of this as as he really breaks it down and then I'll give you I'll give you some uh some some audience to kind of <laughs> beef us back up a little bit. And I'll give you another review that's uh kind of rivaling Roger Ebert's here. <laughs> It's one of those projects where you imagine everyone laughing and applauding each other after every scene because they're so convinced they're wild and crazy guys. <laughs> <What> the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> 
<laughs> but watching the movie is like attending a party you weren't invited to and where you don't know anybody and they're all in on a joke but won't explain it to you. <laughs> That's Roger Ebert. Are you sure you didn't write that review? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take credit for it, but I know. Ghostwriter. Um, this is this is the kind of movie where the characters keep reciting the rules and reminding each other of their supernatural realities, shrieking in alarm while we stare at in, stare indifferently at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, on the film's many problems, the greatest may be that all three witches are thoroughly unpleasant. What? They don't That's have personalities. They have behavior problems what? and decibel levels. What? A good movie inspires the audience to subconsciously ask, "Give me more." The witches in the, this one inspired me to silently cry, get me out of here. Roger Ebert, one star. I do not wow. agree with that. That's literally the definition of scathing review. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Probably my favorite review uh, that I was able to come across was one by S Town 71190. <laughs> not really a movie for kids anymore or anyone. <laughs> and his review is as follows. This is the entirety of it. Loser virgin, parentheses, yes, he tells everyone this and is used in the plot, from L.A. moves to Salem to show off his Zippo tricks to hot local chick that must be blind. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I thought, I thought, man, we'll get to the Zippo tricks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was in my notes. We'll get there. That being said, let's, uh, on a little lighter note, uh, Franco, 1998 in, uh, in 2001, actually gave a review that uh, 210 people found helpful and uh he did say uh he talks he talks mostly about uh really bet midler's like performance it's really a big fan of that um and i've been enjoying this film for years only recently decided to read some reviews for it and am shocked <laughs> that critics couldn't be more off target okay mm. okay so Yes, uh, praising Bette Midler and uh, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's performances, um, calling her performance for Come Little Children hypnotic. Wow. Hocus Pocus is perfect not only for Halloween, but for any time of the year. Oh, no, I like it. There it is. Any time of the year? Uh, I disagree with that last statement. <laughs> but I agree oh, with yeah. most of it. <laughs> yeah, that went over Getting, my head. A, getting a little over, over, <laughs> overzealous here, Franco, but that's all right. So I wonder, I wonder as we move forward in this venture of talking about classic nostalgic movies from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, I wonder very strongly if this is going to be a theme where, <laughs> where critics are very not a fan of this movie, but it's become that that cult, you know, cult following movie. Cause it, it cause I, again, it did not go well. I mean, no. it, it, it did not make enough money at all to yeah. be considered a success when it came out. Yeah. It is a rarity when the critics and the audiences line up uh, <laughs> and the stars align for them both. And, and we get a, a really solid uh, review on, on both ends, but this was not one of them. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's going to be fun. I mean, we are going to we are going to dissect this from with with a modern eye, with us just being a little bit more critical about this. You bet. We all rewatched the movie just recently, and we're going to talk about uh, some some points that we that we noticed, some things that popped up. Maybe we didn't notice as a kid, but then we did today. We're going to give you the confused breakfast review. Screw all them critics, buddy. Yeah, That's this right. is the only one you need to care That's about. That's right. So let's get started. Let's let's break it down by you know a couple scenes at a yes. time. Let's break it down. Let's move through this movie. I'm so I ready. Guess, I guess we should tell you that if you haven't seen the movie, 
um, really don't know what you're listening for at this yeah. point because we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie <laughs> from start to finish. Oh, yeah. So either turn it off and go watch it right now and come back or just assume that you're never going to see it ever again. Boom. Right? Is that there good? Is. Yep. 100%. Spoiler warning. Yes. And three, two, one, you had your chance. Let's start. Get it. Okay. On October 31st, 1693, near Salem, Massachusetts, Thackeray Banks sees his little sister Emily spirited away to the cottage of three witches. There, the Sanderson sisters Winifred, Sarah, and Mary cast a spell on Emily to absorb her youth and regain their own, killing her in the process. Thackeray confronts the witches who transform him into an immortal black cat, cursed to live forever with his guilt for not saving Emily. The townsfolk, led by Binks's father, capture the witches, but before being hanged, Winifred's spellbook casts a, a curse that will resurrect their witches during a full moon on all... I have trouble always saying this. All Hallows Eve. I have uh-huh. to slow down nice. on that. Nice, nice job. <laughs> it's very hard. Good job. During a full moon on All Hallows Eve, when any virgin lights the black flame candle, unable to convince his father of his true identity as a cat, Thackeray guards the cottage to ensure no one summons the witches. Which is the first time any cat has been loyal ever. Ever. Ever in an entire thing. <laughs> this, this cat, I mean, holy shit. Is what what a burden on this on this fella. My God. <laughs> but know. we but this like we start off like the we didn't mention the music uh by let me see here, I got my notes. Um the John, opening credits. John Debney. Yeah, the opening credits of, of just like the swooping yep. camera and everything mm-hmm. like that is just such a perfect thing to get us into the movie. And do you guys like the score? Do, like do you think the score is like Pretty perfect, like I do. It, it, it was great. It was very Disney. Yeah. It felt it, it felt that way to me, but, but it worked. Very whimsical. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, a perfect opening in my opinion. I like I like that a lot for sure. It's this is kind of dark. This is if you were just reading yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You're just virgins like, and black flame yeah, yeah. candles and and little girls Killing dying, getting little killed girls? and sucking their soul. Like, dude, we're in it. Like, it's holy a, cow, it's like a it, that's a scary scene. It is. Well, I, they, I even thought that when I was a kid too. Like, this is kind of freaky. yeah. Did did you read too? Uh, I didn't get into it deeply, but I heard that the original scripts were much darker than this movie turned out to be, weren't they? Um. That's actually going to be for our next oh. topic. Okay. Um, th- no, this it was actually no. You're right. It was it was a little bit more darker. And then Disney took over. Uh, the, yeah. The 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 co-writer um, Mick Garris was was actually uh, way darker. But then Neil Cuthbert um, added a, added more of like the Disney right, kind of right. musical e- edge to it. So uh, yeah, because Mick Garris is known for like he's the horror guy. Right. So he it was probably a straight up horror movie. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I want to start you guys off with something. I actually got to go to Salem last oh, yeah. year. That's right. Uh, it was a bucket list trip for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to say that I went there to you know see some Hocus Pocus filming locations, but I did. Sure. I did go there to see Hocus <laughs> Pocus. Did, did and it, we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk all about that. 
But I wanted to to inform our listeners and maybe you guys um, about the true what happened in Salem back then that, oh, that yeah. witches and everything are built off of. And I learned a ton on that trip um, from 19 or from 1692 to 1693 was when the Salem witch trials happened. And 20 people were falsely accused of being a witch, 14 women, six men. People wow. don't realize there were six men. Mm-hmm. Um, 19 of them were hanged and one poor man was pressed to death. Good God. Stones. Jeez. They just kept putting stones on top of him until he, he crushed Good Lord. Now, now what you have to understand is the original colonies that were there were, were Puritans, right? right? They were the, the fleeing religious persecution. I think if that's how that goes, but they came to America in search of a better life and life was really hard. Like (laughs) there, there was terrible things around every corner. There were, there were the native Americans, there was plague, there was drought, their crops. I mean, like everything went wrong here. (laughs) And so they had to blame someone or something for these bad things. So of course, being religious, they blamed Satan and witches for, for all the bad things that were happening. And, and nothing has changed. And nothing has <laughs> changed. <Nothing's> changed. <laughs> but, but, but the sad thing about it is that it, 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 these, it, it became a land grab. You I could just go, Sean, you're a witch. Right. And now you go to jail until we figure it out. But I can take all of your things. I can take your money and your land. What the fuck? God, it's it, so it, messed. And, and so it became, I mean, if you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I, we could talk for hours on, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. history of that, but you should read it. It, it. We'll talk more later. It was a, it was a terrible, terrible period. And, and there, the important thing to note is that there was no such, there were no witches. Like the Sanderson sisters were not real. Right. <laughs> there were no one with actual witch powers that got hung, you know? Yeah. Like these were just normal yeah. people that, that got screwed over. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like their 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 logic behind it, and unlike you say, obviously, and things just haven't changed. It was there was a hidden agenda behind these these practices. <laughs> and they literally the 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 telltale, you know why? You know how they knew that they didn't have powers? Because they died. Yeah. 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 And then they go, oh, shoot. Oh, I guess they weren't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> about that? that's it. So, so like, it's it's just a persecution for being a little bit more groovy than anybody else, you know? And it, it like, it, another whole other can of worms, but the West, West, uh, West Memphis 3 was, like, the same thing. They wore, like, metal T-shirts and black T-shirts. And they and, they, and then three kids got killed, and they blamed these, these three yeah. for doing it. And it's... What the, f- like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy to me. Unreal. I hate this shit. We'll, we'll dive some more into the stuff I've learned from that, but uh, to flip it, Thackeray Binks is a good looking dude, right? He is. And his friend looks like Emil Hirsch. Does he? Yeah. He, I he thought, was only there for one second. Yeah, he's I like, thought, he's I like, they're he goners. Was. I thought I he was Emil Hirsch at first. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in this movie? And yeah. Then, nah, it's not, but yeah. But yeah, you're right. He's I remember dude. being like, that Thackeray Binks, man. I think I, I, maybe maybe our, our women listeners were, was there a crush at all on right. the because Thackeray Binks was better looking than Max the billowing shirt, yes. you know, yeah. yeah, billowing shirt, the billowing shirt, <laughs> his, his his locks blowing in the wind and the and the hocus pocus of the air and the <laughs> English Puritan yeah. accent, you know. Oh, don't be sad, Denny. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I read somewhere I don't know the the actor's name, but all of his lines were dubbed everything from, from somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my god! But and I did read why they said so. So so someone else read Thackeray Binks's lines, yeah. even when he was on screen right. in person. But for one thing, they said that is because he didn't have whoever played Thackeray Binks did not have a good enough like 
old world oh, yeah, voice. Yeah. True, true. He just, yeah. He's probably like, oh my God. <laughs> like, you just talk like a kid. <laughs> but also, that goes to show you, they did a really good job on that because you do not notice it. I, oh, I had no idea, I it, guess. There's something uh, you know, a little bit off that. about it, but it's just like, oh, well, it's just the, how they talk back then. It, everything's off, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Danny, you did a good, do that again. <laughs> don't, don't be sad, Danny. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh my God. <laughs> don't cry. Did you dub his voice? Moving on, guys. Let's. Uh, <laughs> what, what what else? What else you want to talk about in that in that whole first scene? Well, just the sisters. I mean, these the the cast like yeah. Ben Miller, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Najimi, Najimi, something like that. Uh, their chemistry and their dynamic is just such power. Like, I mean, Ben Midler fucking whoever it was who said like she has no energy or these guys have no energy <laughs> is no crazy they, they're they look like they're having a fucking blast doing <laughs> this movie yeah and it's so much fun to watch yeah um speaking of yabos when uh <laughs> when they get a little younger you know I'm uh, they, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's right boys will love me and it's like yeah they they do now they do <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. they very much do <laughs> well and we'll we'll get we'll get to uh come to it uh, a little bit later but uh, she is constantly trying to fuck anybody <laughs> i know there is no there is i mean this i don't think you could do this again in and today's no. standards of film good for her you know what like go ahead get out there girl yeah, you get out there you get yours all right no one was off limits in that <laughs> Be, being trying to be critical again that i had an issue with that scene where when they were going to get hanged Mm. They they cast the spell right? right, but like, why did it have to be? I mean, clearly they have powers. Like, why did it have to be only on a full moon, only on Halloween, only a <laughs> <Right>. virgin, <laughs> right. only lighting this candle that probably won't be around for three hundred years? Like, why couldn't it just be? We're just gonna come back in three hundred years, yeah. no matter yeah. what. <laughs> I don't they, understand that. They put they put a lot of like union like restrictions <laughs> on themselves to, to see to, to, to get themselves back into this world. You so know? Yeah. fucking bullshit bureaucracy that they <laughs> yeah, just injected into it. Exactly. Like and, it just doesn't doesn't make much sense. You're right, Mike. That's a good point. How does the candle know you're a virgin? Okay. That's, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good. <laughs> like, point. Like, what if you just kind of like, what if you almost got there but you didn't? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Well, if it turns black, you're you're a virgin. I mean, yeah. I know that's what happens to me every time I light a candle these days. <laughs> did 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 the did the bases from you know 1692 to 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 1993 did did the bases for for being a virgin change? <laughs> do you think they might? Do you have. think it was like over over the bonnet? First base was, was making uh, eye contact. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like it's like so. What really? Con- maybe maybe the rules are just not what they used to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we'll get to the trope of virgin shaming throughout this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. And how much they rely on piddly tricks to yes. to get the girl. So. <laughs> Well, let's let's move forward in the movie. <laughs> All right. All right. So 300 years later to the day, October 31st, 1993 on Halloween, Max Dennison is feeling unsettled from his family's sudden move from Los Angeles, California to Salem, Massachusetts. He sees that the town of Salem seems to love Halloween, including his new crush, Allison, but he is not a fan. Much like AJ mm. on the way home from school, Max is confronted by two bullies, Jay and Ernie, also known as ice. Ooh. Clearly this is ice. <laughs> <laughs> this is ice. And they take his shoes. God. Max throws a fit about moving to Salem in front of his parents and his little sister, Danny. I want to start off with the teacher in the, in the classroom. Yes. Like, what a fucking great teacher. Yes. Holy, like, she is just playing it up. The students are into it. That's false. 
because they wouldn't be into it. No, <laughs> it's, it's weird how the entire town, like even though even though you're from Salem, like you would think like people are like, oh yeah, it's Halloween and witches and yeah, but they're all way fucking into and it. They, and that's that is real life. When I was there, I was really? there in October. It was yeah. awesome. Oh okay. It certainly seems like it's it's almost like an amusement park town because even even the snobby hot girl is is in on the, in on the goods. And it's just yeah. further proof that if you like the dark things and Satan, it gets you fucking laid. Hey, all right. <laughs> Duh. This none wow. of this would have happened if if he would have just abided by Salem's traditions yeah. and That's and right. they made love. Yeah. <laughs> and no then, no then black nothing. candle. Yeah. yeah. Then they're not virgins. Yeah. And and then this whole thing could have been avoided by a simple push of the pee. Yes. So, God damn you're right. <laughs> so I got a I got a I got a problem again. Why in every movie ever made in the nineties, eighties, nineties, two thousands, is there a kid who always moves from California yep. and he always has tie-dye on yep. and they're always like, You're laid back surfer dude. Hollywood. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking airborne, airborne. of course. I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say it's like airborne is definitely the other one it's that I'm same thinking. movie. It's the same guy with it's, the same haircut. I think it's almost every Disney movie, like fucking the sudden or whatever. What's that? Brink. Brink. I think I think Brink is that kind of movie, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you it's just see the writers room going. What if a kid from L.A. moves to Cincinnati? We need to make yeah. this relatable. We need to make him learn. The, How do we just fish out of water? This motherfucker. The, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is how small of a town can we make it that he has to move to? <laughs> how far away? <laughs> How landlocked can we get? All right, it's so good, and I, and I love I love when uh, when he's talking when he meets Jay and Ice, and they're like, "Where are you from?" He goes, "Los Angeles," and they don't know what he means. And he goes, "L.A.," and they go, "Oh, <laughs> oh. that's that is a terrible one." <laughs> L.A. Where, I want to know where these bullies like. Did they go to bully school? I mean, I Jesus, know. like they're they are just the good. most the most bully bullies of on the on the face of the earth like it like throughout this movie all of the the long-haired yep. dudes jokes yeah. jay he is just cackling i like his laugh i'm though. taking your shoes nah! <laughs> like, it's like whoa dude he even gets called out by his own friend at one point i think he's like that why are you laughing at me this is not okay <laughs> well because max made the joke he yeah. goes he goes once you learn how to maybe you can learn how to breathe through your nose yeah and jay laughs yeah. and he goes oh, wait Ooh. but then so did you know that that he they he says let's do a butt like that, he said. I saw that when I was when on like the captions when I was it's, watching it. It says let's do a or let's have a butt. Yeah, but I, I definitely didn't understand. And then I thought it was let's have a bud. Like yeah. let's. In fact, did you know this? <laughs> Are you ready for this? This blew my mind. I, I didn't. I had to read about it and then I had to pause when when the teachers tell him the story of the Sanderson sisters. Max is appearing uninterested and he's doodling. Yeah. Do you know you can screenshot this and you can look at it? He has a grateful he he drew the Grateful Dead logo uh-huh. with bud leaves all over it with marijuana leaves. Really, all over it. that is what is on his paper that Whoa. he's drawing. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> Fucking Disney used to be on another level. They man. were. <laughs> they, they're like, let's just hide a bunch of stuff in yeah. there. No one knows. A great, a- person who loves grateful dead and is a virgin have never heard of such a thing and smokes butts god damn smokes butts bro i wonder, no I wonder if they like i wonder if he did say buds and they they like edit like 80 yard butts maybe i don't like that's weird it even says when you're starting the movie uh it says rated pg for depiction of tobacco use interesting but like that's the only time you see anyone smoking right yeah. huh 
I, not then they didn't weird. even smoke. They just they would inferred let's yeah. have a cigarette. Well, I, yeah. Weird. I, I feel like him and the him and the bullies are the ones who are supposed to get along in this movie. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> you know? It's kind of a kind of an odd thing, if you ask me. I was like, oh, those those are gonna be his new friends, right? Nope. No nope, case there. Can I also add what kind of home life do these bullies have when they have to steal shoes? Yep. <laughs> why is why does every bully need a new pair of shoes? And where and, are the parents? And where are the parents? And why aren't they? Why aren't they doing something about this? <laughs> this is an epidemic, guys. It really. I is, also man. say that uh, Max, Max, right? Yeah. Ma- uh, Max, Max Dennison. Dennison. Mm. He might be the most confident virgin I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he really. When, is. when he just he's like he's making fun of the town, and she like. Claps back at him and then stands up in front of fucking everybody <laughs> and gives her his number. And, and wh- I was like, what? no, I don't believe no. this shit. The confidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, fake it till you make it, I guess. Yeah. Hey. But he never guy. made it. He didn't. No. Well, may- maybe Hocus Pocus 2. That's coming around the corner. Maybe That's you never right. know. That's so. very true. Yeah. Uh, I also had something uh, when he goes home and he goes up to his room and he has a drum set oh, yeah. in Here his room. <laughs> yes. Do oh. you know for how many years? Because my drum set used to be hidden way in the basement. I was like, Mom, I'm putting it in my room. She's like, no, you're not. I said, Mom, I'm are. putting a drum set in my room like Max Dennis is. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so before this is well before like YouTube and things like that. So. I remember learning the drum beat that he plays on the drums. <laughs> oh yeah, and rewinding well, dude, the movie. Dude, cat, he goes, cat, cat, cat. Yeah, and, and it's not bad. And he looks like no, he does. Yeah, I I know for a fact he didn't play it because he goes, he there's three toms mm-hmm. and he and he goes from one to two back to one when it should go down to three. Oh. So I know he didn't actually play it. Mike's a drummer, he, you guys. I'm just saying. He's, he's kind of like a dialect expert. Like when they when they evaluate people's yes. accents on shows. He evaluates their drumming. And so. <laughs> but him mim- mimicking yeah. the drums no, looks, looks pretty good. spot it's, on. Yeah, it's solid. Better than, uh, let, let's just say, better than A.C. Slater did. On yeah. For sure. <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just throw we it out say there. that. I mean, we confidently say that. The drums sounded like they were mic'd, too. Yes. Like, they sounded beautiful. Oh, they sounded beautiful. <laughs> they, were, but he did, they were far too perfect for that scene <laughs> and that setting. <laughs> he did have pillows stuffed in his, in yes. his kick, though. So I know, was and a, was clearly someone knew what was yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. They, they hired an, an in-house professional. But this guy, and this kid comes in bitching about like moving to Salem and, and he has the most beautiful fucking home unbelievable in Salem I would imagine <laughs> and then he has a drum set in his room like and he's got like the penthouse suite of his house yeah. no kidding he's so, got a nicer room than hey Arnold does <laughs> man <laughs> I'd also like to point out that uh, the mom Stephanie Pharisee yes. is from um, the great outdoors she's fantastic she's amazing and then the dad Charles Rocket. Yeah. Uh, it's from Dumb and Dumber. Yes, yes. he was he was the, the he guy. was uh what was his name in Dumb and Dumber? I it forget. was a uh whatever. He was the bad guy was that bad was posing guy. as a yeah. family member. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I know he he's so good in that, and like he's really good in this. Too. Yeah, yeah, he's really they're, good. And as they're that. they're a good, believable couple to me too. Like especially I, when we get to the Halloween party, yeah, yeah. it's really fun to watch. Yes, very. Well, good. so I, I will keep telling you about my filming locations that I saw. That oh, house is real. Yes. Okay, and that house is located right on the water, like it is in God the movie. Damn. And it's they don't really advertise it. Like I've seen the Goonies house before sure. and that's very well advertised, but uh, this is like, there's no signs and you kind of had to do one of those, just walk down the street and just real quick go picture and then just keep <laughs> on walking. I don't care. I'm not a hocus pocus fan. Picture, picture, picture. Okay, cool. Molly, take my picture in front of it. <laughs> but it, it, it's a beautiful home. Absolutely gorgeous home. And it's right on the water. Hell yeah. So that's one filming location. We'll move on. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Scene three. So Max takes Danny trick-or-treating. After a humiliating run-in with Jay and Ice, they run into Allison. 
Hey, Allison. At a Oof. at a Barry Lyndon party? <laughs> we'll get I, to that. I just hope it doesn't turn into an eyes wide shut party <laughs> because she was also in eyes wide shut. That that is, I mean, that is the, like a really weird costume party <laughs> to have on Halloween. Like, why is everyone an, an aristocrat at this it's, party? It looks like so stuck up. But the candy bowl, though. Yeah, sorry. No, it's good. They're the people that hung the witches. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I'm not implying that, yeah. but maybe they are. So so they meet Allison uh, Al- at Allison's home. Allison mentions that her family owns the Sanderson Cottage as a museum. Max, in an effort to impress Allison, invites her to show him the Sanderson house to convince him that witches were real. Investigating inside the cottage, Max lights the black flame candle, who is a virgin, and inadvertently resurrects the witches who must continue to suck the souls out of every child in Salem to continue living or else they disintegrate. The witches attempt to suck the soul of Danny, but Max comes to her rescue. Escaping, Max steals Winifred's spell book on the advice of Thackeray Binks, the now talking black cat. Yeah, how did he just get to start talking? Do I miss that? No, it's implied that he can only talk if the black flame candle is lit. Okay. Because otherwise he would have spoken to his dad. Right. Oh, sure. Back, right. back in the day. Or so it's, someone. That's It's like it sparks the magic. Yes, it the magic re-sparks. Exactly. I see. I buy it. I don't know why Roger Ebert Fine. didn't. Yeah. I buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> Jesus. So I'll take you back to Salem, though. This is what is a little weird now having been there. They were that town. Let's go a couple centuries later. They were so ashamed of what had happened there that they tried to bury everything. I mean, they they took down any buildings that had any association with the Salem witch trials. Um, Eventually, the town kind of came together and and tried to preserve some. Um, But they they wanted nothing to do with the Salem witch trials moving forward with life. Um, So that to me, that building like the Sanderson's house would not have been kept. They wouldn't okay. have kept everything inside <laughs> yeah. of it. They know the legend. They're going to keep the black flame candle with Zippos next to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know the legend. Like that would not have it. And, and it, it's what's really cool about Salem though, is, is they, they use it um, as a cautionary tale. You can take these walking tours that are unbelievable where they're telling you the true history of this. And their whole point is they want to remember these victims because mm-hmm. these victims were all but forgotten. That's, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. Is to remember the victims. Yeah. Cause yeah. They, they were, that should not have happened and lives were changed and, and they, they are very quick to point out that these were not actual wit. They did, they did nothing wrong. They should not have been persecuted. There's an amazing memorial for all 20 of those people. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a really cool place where they want to keep their memory alive and also very cautionary. Like this is what happens when you persecute groups of people for being different. There you go. And, and they, there's some great talk of like, this has happened beyond the witch trials. Like, Oh, you're gay or you're black. And it just, yeah, this persecution continues. So it's a beautiful town. They are very welcoming and very inclusive of all. So go again, go visit Salem if you can, especially if you're just like a Bible thumping, you know, the, the Puritan kind of shit, you know, like, I mean, my God, literally, um, yeah, (laughs) sorry. I, 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 I I have to, like you say, keeping who he found a Zippo first (laughs) up who just, why wasn't it like a Bic or one of those long stemmed, like light candle lighters? You know what I I mean? I didn't realize until rewatching this, this time that it was turned into a convenience store or whatever the, the it was turned into a museum, but they just sold a bunch of stuff. I was like, why is there a fucking stand for Zippos? I didn't didn't even catch the line that she said. Yeah. My parents own it or whatever. And then catch that. I'm like, why is there a rack of zip? 
Oh, 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 oh yeah, because okay. they're making money off the Sanderson <laughs> right. sisters. Of course, of course. Yeah. Why don't we just keep a keep a gun with all the bullets next to it too? <laughs> I bet that'll be safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the witch gun. You know, that's how we that's how we keep it at bay. It shoots Michael Bay. It shoots stones. Oh gosh! And so my other my other uh, big thing uh, about this is uh, <laughs> I, I like the this. wording. I like the wording of how how he invites her to show her her stuff. <laughs> it's like, boy, there's that virgin confidence again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl, show me your stuff. Hey, why don't you take me around town? Yeah, night on the town. Let's do it. It's of like, all the of all the nights, really, man. You're the outsider, Hollywood. What the fuck is your is yeah. deal? <laughs> L.A. Yeah. Well, and we can't overlook. So maybe this is making sense. We know that Max is a pothead. Yeah. And so, is that how he knows how to use a Zippo like that? Oh, man. If that, he does it twice in the movie, yeah. where he does the cool little Zippo trick. I think when you're born in L.A., you, you go through classes for, <laughs> for Zippo training. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. It's Zippo and switchblade comb training. I couldn't believe it. I, I've tried to do that. That is really hard to do. But, dude, this was, this, this was one of the things that me and my brother Bob took away. Me, my brother Bob and I grew up watching and doing most things together. When we were yes, kids, because yes. we're about two years apart, of right? So a lot of my stories have him in, involved, and but I remember like when we would go down, like we always it's all the little bullshit you want to get when you're a kid, like Zippo lighters yeah. that have skulls on them or something, <laughs> or, bet. Or, a, or or a flag that you have no idea what it means, and like <laughs> or laser pointers or switchblade combs. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just like you want to get all the stuff. Well, we definitely. Got a Zippo lighter. Oh yeah, and Bob definitely did the learn trick. those tricks <laughs> <laughs> several times, and especially the one where you where you squeeze it yep. and it pops open. Oh yeah, I oh, know yeah. that one. <laughs> that was the one. And then yeah, Max the, clearly didn't know that the, one. Yeah, no, we were on a new level. You know, you don't learn that that pussy shit out in L.A. So, uh, <laughs> but but he definitely had the uh, the double kick off the leg. Hell oh yeah, yeah, yeah we You're knew that one. Cool as hell, man. Oh man, fuck a rocket. Yeah. We had to hide that later though because we weren't supposed to have it. Right, right. It's under the bunk bed. You are kids, and you could. <laughs> burn something down of right. course <laughs> is is now a time to get into um disney's uh overly mentioning of the term virgin and kids asking what virgin <laughs> i guess we could talk about virginism <laughs> yeah did What's, that seem weird when was I, your first time my, i'm just <laughs> my mom is listening <laughs> well uh, well here, uh, that's the thing it's like what what a wave to have like start that conversation if you're a mom or a dad or parent of any kind and you're you're watching this, and, and it's like, what's a virgin, ma? And but it's like, Ugh. did you even know what a virgin was? Like, like no, I, it's never explained to you that this is what I grew up religious, you know, and so you know, like the Virgin Mary, but you don't know what why? that means. Yeah, it's, like, what it's does that mean? I, back then, I, I totally, I can, I probably like hadn't. It just went over my head. You exactly. Know, just, I just believed in like, oh yeah, black flame candle. Yep, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why. Oh sure. Not the, not the virgin thing. Yeah, no. just the black flame yeah, candle. Yeah, 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 yeah no. No, Mary had her own black flame candle. Uh, <laughs> it just seems a little like it doesn't. Ha it didn't have to be in there. It didn't. That did not have to be a thing that yeah. that was part of the process. For some right. reason, it makes sense. But like, 
it, it is it is a little weird watching it now, especially like <laughs> it's kind of awkward, isn't when, it? When when these when these uh, witches are like, "Ooh, a boy," <laughs> you know, "Ooh, a, a nice yeah. a and supple, unspoiled boy." The, the, the lines <laughs> the lines that they have, like "Ooh, a nice supple little girl," you know. know. If if it, if they were brothers and not sisters, they would be very fucking different. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh my god, I didn't even think about this, that. This would not be okay, even in those times for Disney <laughs> yeah. to just just skate by. <laughs> <laughs> With all their talks of God. virgin and supple children. <laughs> that was the 90s, though, I guess. Hey, it was the 90s. All right, let's, let's move forward. So the witches pursue them to a cemetery where Winifred raises her unfaithful lover, Billy Butcherson, <sighs> as a zombie to chase them on foot. Because the witches, of course, cannot be on hallowed ground. Right. So the witches try to acclimate to the 20th century, including a bus ride and a fun run-in with a local guy dressed like a devil. They are soon horrified when they discover Halloween has become a holiday. They pursue the children across town using Mary's enhanced sense of smell. Max, Allison, and Danny find their parents at a Halloween party at the town hall where Winifred enchants the partygoers to dance until they die. Okay, a lot going on here. So much going on here. here. This is the the core of the movie. First of all, Billy Butcherson. Played by Doug Jones, who uh, frequently worked with uh, Del Toro. He's the fish guy in Shape of Water. He's he's the, like the Pan in Pan's Labyrinth. He's a very like he's uh, the guy. He's the monster. He's he's like he played. He does all that stuff. He's the body actor. He he was the uh, Mac Tonight Moon guy. That's where uh, uh, Kenny Ortega, I believe, spotted him and and was like, "I need you in my movie." Okay. Um, but incredible, like Billy Butcher's, like just his movements and everything like that are he's so good. much fun. Mm-hmm. And when his head pops off, and he's not speaking too, so this yeah. is all like physical comedy. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's it's su- it's super fun to watch. But this character has nothing to offer <laughs> no. to the plot. <laughs> no, 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 no. He is a useless character. <laughs> yes, he chases them, but like it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't drive the. The plot forward whatsoever. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're doing it all themselves. They, they, they just cut to Billy Butcherson on their trail to add add comedy, which is fun. Yeah. but technically it had nothing to do with <laughs> it. <laughs> it helped with the Disney s. Yeah, yeah, the Disneyness yeah. of the movie. This is uh, and and this is this is where we get into uh, one of one of the big moments for for uh, Bette Midler, uh, her her song. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll put a spell on you, and that's, uh, that's an iconic scene. It's a big scene, and it's done very well. Yes. It really is. Of course, they're going to do this Disney with with they when they have a casting like when, that. Bette, when uh, Bette Midler's in Bette your Midler, cast, you're okay. going to sing a song. Keep the boys entertained. You <laughs> bet on Bette Midler. I tell you. <laughs> so, uh, but but yeah, and I'd also like to point out uh, coming. Back to our virgin talk, Madonna. Mom is Madonna, like a virgin. Oh, yeah. whoa. Little, okay. little tidbit there. You guys kind of did. You guys that. feel that? Did no, you catch that? I, I remember feeling a little that. risque. Uh, I, I, I remember feeling whoa. something. But and, uh, <laughs> bringing back our talk of yabos uh, <laughs> in the same obvious. same vein, <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. Madonna. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then a uh, uh, little bit, a little bit of creepiness coming from Dad. Um, yeah. yeah, getting getting a kiss on Allison's hand. Yep. Can't really do that anymore there, nope, Dad. Nope, nope. Uh, sorry, Dad. What are you, what you doing there? I want to suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Finish the sentence, Dad. I, I, that, that costume party for the adults was the single-handed reason why I started the Haunted Halloween box. I was going to ask right? you. I was oh, going to, I, I wanted to talk about the Halloween party because, like, as a kid, I'm like, that looks so much fucking yes! fun. But then, like, I, I saw it. Rewatching this, I'm like, this looks pretty fucking lame <laughs> compared, compared to compared to parties that I've been to, like yours. Yeah, 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 but but it's the idea that like adults 
it, it show it starts to imply the adults love Halloween yeah, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to like on some of my favorite television series from the nineties where adults very much took part in Halloween. And it just shows like, why can't you do that? Why can't the adults have a cool party? And, yeah. and maybe my band could play at it. Yeah. I would, I would, <laughs> yeah, love, yeah, that's I, I would love to have a hocus pocus perspective flip. And it's only from the parents. Oh, and how much of a drag it is that their kids are just <laughs> bitching. And they're like, we're in this new town too. And like, like we're we want to be friends. here and we're trying to do best by you. But all they're doing is just bitching about my friends aren't here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's more of a fucking like uh, Woody Allen drama. Yeah, rather than yeah, like yeah. Kids movie. Right. And then, and then, and then they get to go to this, Bitching Halloween party yes. for adults, and, and then their kids ruin it. Yeah, and then their kids are fucking it up again. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really. Maybe that's why it looks so cool as a kid, and now right. you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, this party's stupid. Yeah, like, they're just like. I mean, the band is okay. Like they're playing like spooky hits and stuff yeah. like that. Like I like that, but I like when the singer pushes it back off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> you had your fun. All right, get out of here, kid. But it's also it's also a good like uh, like uh, plot device to get rid of the parents in the yeah, story. It is ultimately. It's oh yeah. It's it wonderful. Literally corrals them into yep. this party. So they don't, they don't have they a part help. in the story and which is it's a, clever. Yeah. But I mean, movies will do this a lot when it's like focused on kids in peril. Yep. Yeah. It, it is. It's that, that classic trope. You have to ex nay the parents. Right. You, you have gotta to get rid of them out of there because they're too reasonable. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As we saw in the dance party. <laughs> my, one of my, uh, one of my favorite, two favorite scenes involving the witches was during this. Um, and one of them, I, this went right over my head as a child when, when they meet the bus driver yes. and he goes, he goes, what do you, your deepest desires? What do you desire? And she goes, we desire children. Yeah. And he says, well, it might take <laughs> me a few tries, but I don't think it'll be a problem. That went right, right over, over my head. And yeah. then I went, jeez, dude, and he's 100%. like, he's the, the, the tropiest character of like, what, like, He's in Salem, yes, Massachusetts, but he's which is right like, next to Boston. Hey, though. hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm I'm just a bus driver. You I'm know, taking know. you to your deepest desires. <laughs> just trouble, bubble. <laughs> Someone's in trouble. Someone's in trouble. Oh, oh, oh. I, I got love. A I love that scene, and I also I laughed so hard yeah. when they're when they're in the town and all the kids are running around in costume. Yeah. and the little girl dressed like an angel goes, "Bless you," and they like lose. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh. <laughs> I, I I lost my shit when that happened. Yeah, it was so great. Oh man, and like yeah, the the when he's like. <laughs> they're, they're going in the bus And then the next thing you see is Sarah Jessica Parker Sitting on his lap and it's just like What do you think this is man Like you're you're you have lives in your hands It's like yeah. and then they They run over they run over oh, Pinks they're pink pinksy yeah, It's know? hard to watch that's a tough one And I got sad too yeah. oh yeah I did I got sad it's uh you never Want to see that happen especially to a, a Useless <laughs> You, I'm, I'm sorry. I, mean, I, know, I know you have a black cat. Oh, I've seen that we're done. This is over. Right. Podcast is done. Uh, but the devil, Gary Marshall. I, I love. I love. Uh, actually, I think it's Gary Marshall and, and Penny Marshall and Penny Marshall, brother and sister. Right? I think That's they're right. they're brother and sister. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think so. And they played the devil and the wife yeah, and yeah. Medusa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's what you guys are talking about when the when the little angel says, "Bless you." So I like. Good. I like how they take it literally. Like it becomes. Uh, 
if, if the the plot becomes when it goes to the Sanderson sisters, it becomes a fish out of water thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like actually every, great. And everything they see is just like, oh, what is it? What is this contraption? You know, like they shove her onto the blacktop, and yeah, she thinks yeah. she's like, ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's Black River. <laughs> I, I I saw a few, a few reviews, and they're like, God, that's just like the the most tropey thing, like the fish out of water thing. Well, like it's fun to explore that though. Like, yeah, it's, that's that's a better. That's more realistic. That has, that has <laughs> yeah. more of an impact than than Tim Burton, the the Billy the Butcher, yeah. <laughs> Tim Burton that, yeah. looking dude, uh, than he has like chasing the kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really really fucking fun. And the firefighters show up. They're like, "Who are those?" And they say, "Well, they're clearly witch hunters. Witch they hunters. wear black and they carry axes." Also, I think I'm not sure if this is in this scene, but uh, the the cop, the fake cop, yeah, oh, yes. that was pretty yeah. good. You are you can get in a lot of trouble, <laughs> <with that. laughs> boy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, and and that does play well. The first time you watch it, you're like, "Why is he not helping him?" And then you're like, "Oh." You broke in. It is Halloween. You, you broke lit in. the black. You lit the black flame. flame. Hey, are you a virgin? <laughs> yes, yeah. What would you want to be tattooed on my yeah, forehead? Okay. <laughs> Chill, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Moving along. At Jacob Bailey High School, the children trap the witches in a kiln. 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 I think kiln. it's a kiln. I kiln. was never an art guy. Kiln. In a kiln to burn them alive, while celebrating the witches' curse. While celebrating the witches' curse, revives them again. Not realizing that the witches haven't truly died, Max and Allison open the spellbook in an effort to reverse the spell on Binks. The open spellbook reveals the location of the group, and the witches track them down and kidnap Danny and Thackeray and get the book back. Thera then... Thera? I'm, I'm saying Thackeray. <laughs> so I'm saying Thera. Sarah uses her siren-like singing to mesmerize Salem's children, luring them to the Sanderson's cottage. That scene reminded me of... Uh, ooze from Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. The, uh-huh. Oh yeah, the ooze like because yeah. all the parents instead are like hypnotized by the ooze or whatever, and, and they're all the they're kids. all walking like yeah. zombies. That reminded me so much of that. Oh, <laughs> it was like the two movies I watched mostly as a kid. Yeah, Power Rangers and Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I have never been more confused as a child, uh, but then watching her caress yes. that broomstick, yeah, she keeps like and singing her to hands those children it. like that. I'm like, I'm confused. This is great. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Do you think, did she actually sing that? I believe it sounds did. like it. Yeah, she did. Because early I, I, in the movie, earlier in the movie, she kind of starts singing it, right. and it looks like it's coming from her. Yeah, I believe that that was uh, part of part of one of the other things that at least they mention in one of those reviews. They they do give her praise of right. her performance of singing yeah. that song. Oh uh, well, so. as well as Bette Miller, what, Bette Miller uh, yeah. when she, when she sang "I Put yeah. a Spell on You," yeah. uh, they originally wanted Cloris Leachman to play uh, the role of her, oh. and uh, what won them over for Bette was that she could sing. Right, and yeah. so they great go. choice. There you go. I, I want to take a moment to talk about how great Sarah Jessica Parker is in this movie. Though she's great. Oh yeah. She, she, I mean, she she's great in general, but this is one of my favorite things. She, she plays that aloof manner so well, yes. where she's just not when she's hanging from the gates. And <laughs> yeah. She's just not paying attention to anything. I mean, like she is so great. And actually, speaking of people that should have been in those roles, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's role um, was supposedly going to be Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Really. And, That's fucked up. And Mary was supposedly going to be Rosie O'Donnell. That would have worked. That, that, that would have worked. worked for me. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, I don't know if that would have worked as no. well, because Sarah Jessica Parker was so perfect in that. It's so hard to see them as anyone else, like, you know, because they did. And and uh, uh, even, even who was it, uh, Najimi? Yeah. Uh, um, 
she even does such a great job in her role. Kathy her, Najimy. Kathy Najimy. And, she, and her constant, her side mouth. Right. She's got her constant, tongue out all the sorry. time. It's yeah. just like constant apologetic period. And she's just like mimicking. You can tell she wants to be uh, Winifred so much. Yes. Like yeah, she yeah. just wants to be her so much and idolizes <laughs> her and just is so apologetic for not being her. Well, and that it's praise praise to all three of them as a as a yeah. as a trio because even in like a one shot when they're when they're all in frame and they're all performing they're all constantly doing something. Like yeah, if, it's hard if, to pick one. Yeah, if if Bet's saying something, they're reacting totally different. Yeah. And by that, they it looks like they have such a history. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks it looks it's like been they've been three hundred years. Yeah, yes. it look it looks like they've you know they have their like us, like us three. You know, we We're, have all of our quirks, we have our roles to yep. play. They look like they do in this movie mm-hmm. too, and and they just again look like they're having so much fun. I disagree doing it. with Roger Ebert so so I mean, much on this. Crazy. Like, I thought they were the best part of the movie. They was are. Them. Yeah. It's one hundred percent. And and speaking of of them, like that is the most this movie, this cult classic movie. Now that is, if you are three women and you want to go out for Halloween together, three friends, one hundred percent. That is your costume. You win. I mean, yeah, you you like you will always choose that if you need. If hey, we're three best friends and we want a costume that we can be together. As right, Sanderson sisters. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is iconic how yeah. how important they are. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on. We're almost done. We got this. So yeah. Max and Allison rescued Danny and Thackeray by tricking the witches into believing sunrise came an hour early. Because, you know, daylight savings time was not a thing uh, exactly. back in, in the late 1600s, right. of course. So back at the cemetery, Max runs into Billy, who joins forces with Max to protect Danny. The witches attack, and Winifred attempts to suck out the soul from Danny with a single vial of potions she retrieved from her cauldron. Thackeray leaps on Winifred and knocks the potion out of her hand into Max's. Rather than smashing the vial, Max drinks it in order to force the witches to take him instead of Danny. The sun rises just as Winifred is about to finish draining Max's life force, and she turns into a stone statue before she is disintegrated into dust along with her sisters. Whoa. Can you believe it? Deep stuff, man. Big time. <laughs> the, whole, the whole climax, I, I would like to talk about also the like production design, and, um, who, which is done by William Sandell, uh, and the costumes by uh, Mary E. Vogt, Vogt something like that, but... Uh, great work all around, and that when they're flying on the on the brooms, it's very believable. Like it's, it looks practical. It does actually, uh, and it's not CGI. You know, it would be CGI yeah. today. You know, it. I love I love how they have them zooming in. It, it does look kind of like, especially when they're uh, coming at camera, it looks kind of like uh, intimidating. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's like oh shit, like they're coming. Uh, I love the way that looks, and then like the whole cemetery look uh, is great. You can tell it's shot on a soundstage. Yeah, that I, was not a real cemetery. Right, I, I, I looked like, for it. <laughs> I like how it just has a uh, the movie look. It's charming to me. I, I I like the whole sequence. But yeah, I have to I have to say here. Um, was Billy just chasing them to get a knife and, and like, <laughs> is that what it was? I, like he couldn't have stopped at the at the dessert bar at the party and, and snagged a plastic something. I mean, he, like he was on their side the whole time. It's like he just really wanted to let them know, hey, I'm good. I'm not chasing I'm you. Good. I just need like, to open my mouth. Like, up. She sucks, man. I've been through it, and uh, I don't want anything to do with that. So listen, I've lost my head several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not having a good time. Here. Yeah. Did you know that for that scene? He actually had real life moths in his mouth, yes. and then when he cut it open, the moths came out. Yep, real. That makes me want to throw up. Ugh. Like thinking of moths flying around inside of your throat. Yeah, 
for probably How 30 long? minutes yeah, till they true. did the scene. Yeah. That's 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 and several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking Doug Jones, man. Yeah. Crazy, crazy performer. Yeah, I've, I I haven't seen method acted acting to this level and <laughs> probably since Lincoln. So probably, uh, but there will be blood. But it is. It's the final square off. You know what I mean? And and they're they're setting up and they're kind of kind of uh, home aloneing the cemetery yep. a little bit to kind of get ready for it. And I like when he's <laughs> taking his practice rips. You know, know. you know, get, get, getting getting ready with the bat. And it's like, all right, now give him a good rip there, Max. Get up there, nice yeah, seen one. Him. Swing. Away. <laughs> swing away swing max. away max and it's, it's like it's like all right well they're getting going and boy that bat did not have much effect no, for anything didn't she seem to do snagged much that yep. as as easy as anything yes. <laughs> boy oh boy I like, I like to point out that before before uh they, the the whole climax where they're like chilling out when they think it's over mm-hmm. and then then she puts a spell on all the kids and shit like that they're just hanging out uh what the sister is thora just, thora is just kind of sleeping and then max and um Danny. Danny are or sorry. Like, no, Max and Allison. I, I said Thora, but her name's Danny. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison is sleeping on. Yeah. Uh, Max. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, he premature ejaculated like maybe four times. <laughs> I mean, being a virgin, like, holy shit. I remember when I first had a girl just, just touch my leg. Like, oh, oh what's happening? I mean, hey. <laughs> Exciting times. It was. It, yeah. You felt good. Like this was going to be a shot. Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. If they could have just waited a little bit longer by yesteryear's standards, yeah. I think he wouldn't be a virgin. Yeah. Hey, they're in high school. They're doing <laughs> yeah. sporing things, you, you know, know? So, <laughs> sporing and uh, I did have to look up. It always confused me as a child of why the uh, why the other two witches just turned to dust. But Winifred right. turned to a statue. I never understood that. But then I kind of read up on it. It's because she was standing on. Hollowed ground. Oh, okay. so that's what would have happened to her anyway. Sure, because gotcha. she was standing. So she was turning into stone, but then also the sun came up. Gotcha. Hmm. I mean, they don't really they don't really help shape that. Very no, well, no. I mean, you know, logic, Mike is kind of. There's a walking zombie coming around. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Who's now now friends with you? Yeah, he's a good zombie. <laughs> well, and and Danny like Danny's scared of him, but then once they go, he's fine. Danny walks up and like grabs his hand and says, "Come with me, Billy." Yeah. It's <laughs> like, kind of scary. Like, he's still God, a zombie. This is, this is really weird. Like, <laughs> I wanted to be Billy though. Like, just just like. Uh, his mannerisms and everything like that. Just like, it was I, pretty good. I, I remember being in high school, like seeing movies and like liking a character and like wanting to like Ace Venture or some yep. shit like that. Yep. And then going to school, kind of acting like it <laughs> just cause I was trying to find an identity and I was super annoying. <laughs> um, I really wanted to be Billy. The Indeed. <laughs> well, who's Sean this week? Oh, he watched Hocus Pocus. Hey, watch Billy, <laughs> Billy Butcherson. Watched it a couple different times. Well, at least he's going to school now. <laughs> we don't have to deal with this. He's always around. Well, and the the thing of it was, did you you know like again, it was pretty brutal what happened to him. They they talk about him and and yeah. uh, you know and how how Winifred caught caught him with Sarah, yeah. and that's why she she ended him, but, but kept Sarah, but kept Sarah, <laughs> so their bond can't be broken. <laughs> and then even you know, and they she sewed his mouth shut with a dull needle yes, is dull how needle. they describe Good it. Good Lord. And that's how they did that. And so, and now, now you, it's like, it's like, yeah, like, why is he chasing them? I don't, I think maybe he's just trying to get away from her too. Like, <laughs> I really think that's what it is. And, and, uh, and I love his, his final thing. It's like, cool. Thanks Billy. And he's just like, 
<laughs> that's pretty funny wow. though, and, he just, like, and even even back Danny kind of chuckles. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's just Billy. Yep. <laughs> well, see you later, Billy. <laughs> Good old Billy. Good old Billy. What were you here for again? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's end this monstrosity of a movie. So, with the witches gone, Max, Danny, and Allison say goodbye to Billy Butcherson as he returns to the grave to get sleep. Thackeray Banks finally dies, freeing his soul, appearing as a spectral. Thackeray Binks thanks Max, Danny, and Allison for their help and bids farewell to them before reuniting with the spirit of his little sister, Emily. A gate door opens and Thackeray and Emily walk through it out to heaven. Fading away as the gate door closes and Max, Danny, and Allison happily watch them depart. As the end of the credits begin, the exhausted party goers, including Max and Danny's <laughs> parents, Dave and Jenny. Who, oh, that's their names. Dave and Jenny. Okay. So Dave and Jenny are freed from their now broken spell and return home oblivious to their enchantment. Meanwhile, at the Sanderson's cottage, Jay and ice two bullies from earlier that were captured by the witches remain imprisoned in their cages. The film ends with Winnie's spellbook opening its eye revealing it is still alive Ooh. and the witches could possibly return again in 2021 because apparently there's going to be a hocus pocus two next year. Let's do it. Is there really? That's what they're saying. Oh my God. But they also, they say that a lot about our, our movie next week or in a couple weeks from now too. So who knows? Who knows? I mean, right? This one, this one was written in 1984 and then made until 1993. <laughs> they're right. waiting another 300 exactly. years. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I like when they, um, they go back to the Sanders and sister house or whatever. And, and the bullies are yeah. in the cages. They straight, up leave him they just leave him it's like like uh, he he frees his sister or whatever and like takes the book and shit and, he takes and his shoes back he takes yeah his takes shoes his shoes too. back that's right what was he wearing up until cross trainers that point? like, like yeah. birkenstocks like what the heck were you getting around in bro that's i was, I was just like wow he fucking dogged him. Yeah, he did he did i mean that i mean taking your shoes is pretty fucked up but <laughs> left him to yeah. die <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're not talking about like like, that's pretty rough. That can't be comfortable in those no, cages. No, and they were singing, row, row, row yeah. your boat. I mean, they eventually, were running out of stuff to do. <laughs> Look, eventually, you're going to poop your pants up there, okay? Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's, so it's going to smell even worse in that place. I can only imagine what it smells like at that point with a cauldron of, of whatever spilled. <laughs> Candy corn. Yeah. Candy oh, corn. It's, it's just joy in there. Great. Fantastic. So. As, as a black cat owner and black cat lover, it's it's real hard to watch that black cat die. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I cried just like Danny cried on that yeah. one. Um, also, funny story about owning a black cat. I was like, I need to come up with the coolest black cat name. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call my cat Thackeray Binks. I bet no one's thought of that. No and one. I, and I typed it in on Instagram hashtag Thackeray Binks. Thirty-seven million <laughs> yeah. photos of black cats. Well, that's not gonna be my cat's name. I thought I was being so slick about that. Yeah. Just Binks. Binks is like the perfect Binks. like yeah. fucking animal name anyway yeah you know, and much. every black cat in the world is named yeah. binks or thackeray binks rightly so yes it makes rightly sense. so don't well, be sad mikey don't be sad Mikey. <laughs> is that you emily it's me. emily it's emily <laughs> it's emily oh, and, it's whimsical and then, whimsical <laughs> even more shaming against max being a virgin she, yeah. she what thackeray what took thee so long i had to wait 300 years for a virgin and he like turns around and Jeez, man and even like eight-year-old emily's like really <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so shameful. So, uh, so maybe the rules back then were, were way more intense. They like, might have been. Even even Emily's making fun <laughs> wow. of the other even, even the even the the thirteen year old Thackeray who turned into a black cat and came back three hundred years later just to die. <laughs> 
wasn't a virgin. <laughs> well, you have to remember, yeah, right? <laughs> average lifespan back True. then with everything Thackeray. was probably about like 30. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, he was <laughs> married already. Yeah, yeah, get it in pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. If you want to start a family, you got to do it by at least 14. There's witches running around. They yeah. might kill you. Oh. Yeah, right. You got plagues. You got witches. You got waterboarding. It's, it's just, there's a lot of shit hey, going on. It's 2020. <laughs> it is that classic Disney turnaround at the end there where. Thackeray was <laughs> unable to save his sister, but Max is able to save yes. his sister. Like yeah. that's a classic Disney turnaround. You got to appreciate that that lesson. I really like Thora Birch as an actress. I thought she was so great in that movie, and she hasn't really. I mean, she did like American uh, Beauty. She did a few things, but right. she doesn't really do much acting anymore. Does she, she? She was in a movie which is really weird because like this is the first thing I saw her in, and um, uh, probably every, everyone else too. I think it might have been her first movie. I think I read that somewhere. But uh, anyway, uh, she was in a movie called The Hole where she was older and like had her had her bazungas out and everything like that. I'm like, what is American going on? Beauty? She had well in the in in too. So she did that quite a bit. But in The Hole, she's Yabos. She, Yabos, sorry. <laughs> um, but in The Hole, she's like killing people and like very wow. maniacal. And I'm just like, this is Thora Birch. Like, yeah. This, what happened to sweet Danny from yeah, Salem? What's going on here? <laughs> Well, anything else you guys want to chat about before we wrap this this uh, this movie up and give it some ratings? I got nothing. I think uh, I, I spilled I just, the beans. We exhausted it. I just like it. Okay, well then, <laughs> as we said, we we rated it coming into it what we thought we remembered this movie being when we first saw it. Now, with a more critical eye, in the year 2020, we mm-hmm. can give it another rating. And I'm sure everyone's dying to know my rating. As I told you before, I, it was like a five. After rewatching it... Um, I'm going to go a seven yep. because it's definitely still something I would only just watch at Halloween. I'm not going to watch it any other time of the year, but it's fun. I'm not going to roll it out on Christmas morning. No, oh. no, it feels weird. <laughs> Puts me in the mood, made me go to Salem uh, on, on purpose. And I really loved that experience. Um, so like I, it, it's improved, but it's still not going to be like my favorite movie of all time. I'm, I'm up to a seven. That's right. my rating nowadays. I got uh, I had a 10 when I first saw it and I, I have to I have to rate it in in different ways because as a Halloween movie and nostalgia wise and just the feel of Halloween they fucking nailed it. And so for that they do they do remain a 10 for me but as a movie <laughs> as as a movie I'm more of probably well on Letterboxd which is like a you rate movies and stuff like that when you you log movies. I gave it three three stars out of five. So that's like a six. Yeah, somewhere around there. I mean, it's five and it's, a half. it's a fun movie. I I wouldn't I I won't break it out to watch it by myself ever probably <laughs> like ever again. But if like there's a screening somewhere and like there's people going, that's the perfect time to watch it for me. And uh, I would love to do that. But it is a thing that you you do with friends. Uh, that, that you watch with friends, (laughs) um, and, and borderline a Netflix and chill movie at this point. Yeah. That's ultimately, I think what it is. All all the, the, the candles and the, and the virgins. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go, I I would be giving this about a, about a, uh, uh, seven as well. You were a four, right? I was a four. So I think I've had the most redemption out of this. Um, and uh, it did. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it, uh, rewatching it and everything. And I give it a seven for the spirit of what it is. That's about as spooky as I want to get. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so AJ's like, that was a scary movie. A scary movie, guys. <laughs> so you guys like, made me watch that. God, I'm not doing this anymore, guys. She sucked the life out of a little oh. kid. Jesus. You see that? It was the first scene, damn it. Anyways, seven. I'm giving that seven. 
Well, you 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 probably haven't. Maybe you've watched it already. Maybe you're getting into it. It is available for free if you have a Disney Plus subscription. There you go. Or you get that DVD. Um, I also did read. No, that was for a different movie. I will tell that some other time. But mm. uh, um, yeah, hope you guys are enjoying your your spoopy Halloween season. Um, for everybody playing along, uh, we will be dropping another episode in two weeks, yes. and we're going to tell you what it is so that you can prep for it and follow along with us. We're going to be discussing Tim Burton's classic. Beetlejuice. Ooh. Beetlejuice. Don't, 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 don't nobody say Don't it say, don't time. say anything. Beetlejuice. Ah! <laughs> ah, so, yeah, so carve, carve some time to watch that uh, episode in your spare time. Join us for episode two. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be about it. AJ, you want to tell the people how to follow this brand new, gorgeous podcast for the ages? You bet. Guys, Confused Breakfast, the Confused Breakfast can be found on just about any social media platform that you can get your hands on or that you're a part of already. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and about any other uh, podcast platform that's out there in the world, wherever your favorite happens to be, that you're already listening to podcasts. Um, Confused Breakfast, Facebook, Confused Breakfast on uh, on Instagram, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter because they just got stupid name Stumped name rules. Yeah. So, but search us on, on Twitter as well. Confused breakfast anywhere on social media, guys, uh, make sure you're following along, reviewing, giving us those thumbs up, those five star reviews. Get us, give us anything less than that. If you don't There's like no it, point. just don't listen. If you, if you press play on this, you have no reason to do one star. There you go. What is your problem? <laughs> Roger Ebert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger. What a, what a dick. Um, you, personal stuff yeah, fun, yeah. Uh, let's uh you can follow me on instagram uh sean Pryor 237 as well as twitter uh if you want to do a facebook thing too, make funny videos and uh i'll we'll be sharing uh, uh instagram stories and stuff uh for confused breakfast and stuff yeah. like that so there it is you guys you can find me anywhere on social media at uh, a-j-a-y-v-e-n-s just aj vens anywhere on social media including venmo send me money because i'm just so poor yep. oh god <laughs> Yeah, and maybe by now, maybe you're listening. It's been three months since we started this. We probably have a Patreon. Yeah. I can't tell you where it is now because we don't know the future, but yeah. it's there. Lots of fun things are, are in the, are coming for us, though. <laughs> we are, I, I, This has been a blast. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad you guys are listening. And if you got any suggestions, drop them. Let us know what, yeah. what classic movies you want to know. That's right. Because we will dissect them. You bet. The Here. confused breakfast way. Unconfused breakfast. <laughs> we will watch them confused eating breakfast. Okay. <laughs> and if you want to know what the name's all about, you're just gonna have to wait. Gotta figure it out. Maybe someday we'll tell you. Maybe. All right. Well, I am Mike Schulte on behalf of AJ Vance, Sean Pryor. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.